and we're, you know, um, connecting back with Nayara Leti. And when we last spoke to her, she was uh, still doing work in the Melton Lab at Harvard. And now she is, um, you know, moved on to from academia to work in industry. And we're very interested to hear about that transition and what's going on for her now. Um, bright spots and landmines or maybe just bright spots. <laughs> and um you know, maybe just to touch on a little bit with uh, what, you know, as as she can uh, with what's going on with Vertex. Everyone is quite curious, I'm sure. Feel free to unmute yourself or raise your hand if you would like to ask questions during the um, conversation. And also, you know, you can certainly add something into the chat. So welcome. Thank you. And, um, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me, Monica. It's a pleasure to be here again. Uh, I just want to start by saying that this is an informal conversation. So if you want to like turn on your camera so we can see each other and like feel free to just uh, jump in and ask questions. Um, I think I will start just by telling you a little bit of my story and how I end up here at Vertex and then we can move forward from there. Um, Okay, so uh, my background is beta cell physiology and I started working with diabetes, I think in 2007, when I was an undergrad. And since then, I've been interested in studying how the beta cell function and how we can improve, I know, beta cell function and like quality of beta cell in order to treat diseases. And five years ago in 2017, I joined the Melton Lab uh, with the goal of like keeping, improving the differentiation protocol from stem cells to make beta cells. Um, and specifically in the Melton Lab, my project was to first uh, develop uh, assay or um, uh, method where we could look at interactions that uh, may occur uh, with immune cells in um, as islets or stem cell derived islets uh, in vitro. And for this, I use uh, autologous uh, match co-culture system. And what I mean by that is that I use uh, stem cell derived beta cells from the same patients that I isolated the uh, peripheral blood mononuclear cells. So I could study how the same, the cells from the same patient would interact with each other. Um, and what I learned from this study is that uh, one thing that is important to, to, that it's necessary to happen in order to get a reaction of a autoimmune cell in vitro in this, um, in this context is that the beta cells need to be stressed. And the way that I induce beta cell stress for this study was using Tapsigargin, that it's a ER stressor in the plasmic reticulum stressor. Yeah. Uh, and then building up on that, still in the Melton lab, I was curious to see if other stressors could also um, trigger uh, beta cell apoptosis and then in this case lead to uh, immune recognition. And then I tested um, not just uh, Tapsigargin that it's an ER stressor, but I also tested cytokines and high glucose. And I saw that a lot of stress-related genes and immune recognition genes were upregulated on the beta cells when they were stressed. And then as a proof of principle, I downregulated some of these genes to see if the, if the beta cells would be protected from stress in vitro. 
And yes, they were. So um, I think in conclusion from my time in the Melton Lab, I learned what we already knew, but I think I learned from this model using stem cell derived beta cells, that beta cell stress is a main component for uh, triggering type one diabetes. And it's important for us as beta cell biologists to focus on the beta cell too, uh, not only the immune system. So don't blame just the immune system. Let's think about how we can uh, improve the beta cells. Uh, so that said, uh, four months ago now, I joined uh, Vertex and I'm working on, um, let's say the same field that I was working on before because this, um, this part of the company that I'm working was founded by uh, Doug Melton. A um, few years ago, the name of the startup company was SEMA, and SEMA was acquired by Vertex, I think, two years ago. So uh, basically, what we are doing here is keep going with the studies that um, Felicia Pagliuca started in the Melton Lab. So Felicia was the postdoc that uh, developed the protocol uh, that we use in the Melton Lab now, and we also use here uh, at Vertex to make beta cells. And as, as you can imagine, when she did it in 2014, she developed the version one of the protocol, and now we are much further along. We are using version 14 of the protocol. So uh, from- so You're just continuing to refine it and you know tweak it according to what you're seeing in the clinic or what you're seeing in, I, I guess, uh, in real real time as, as things are implanted and, and you get feedback from that space. Yeah, so I think the improvements on the protocol are for like several reasons and I can tell you a few of them. So first, we wanted to improve the composition of the final product that is the SCI eyelids, the stem cell derived eyelids. Uh, so we want to have this final product that resemble a human eyelid. So what are the percentages of beta cells that we have in human eyelids? What are the percentage of alpha cells and so on so forth? So, so the changes in the protocol are to make this product very similar to human eyelids. Another reason why we have these improvements in the protocol is to improve uh, yield. So since we are thinking about treating many, many patients, the idea is what are the things that we can change that will make uh, the cell number in the end of the process like higher than, or like don't lose the cells, you know yeah. what I mean? So you so want to like, scale. Yeah, so you want to scale up, but you also want to make sure that during the process of differentiation, you are not losing cells. Yeah, so you need, I need a balance between QC and scaling. Yes. That's a that's a that's a balance for sure. Yeah, and um, and uh, yeah, in the scalability, it's a challenge because, like in the lab, when I was in the Melton lab, we were working with uh, third mLs or three hundred uh, mLs flasks, and now uh, here in the research group that I'm working on, we are I'm research, but there are like different levels of. Um, like categories that are people that work with the differentiation that I can tell you a little bit in just a moment. But here we are working with like three liters bioreactors. So most of the things that, like from my experience, 
until now that like this four months that I'm here, the things that are we observing the flasks in the spinner flasks that are 300 miles can um, translate in the big flasks that is the three liters, but you know, we never know. So like everything that we test in a small scale, we need to then test in like in this uh, large scale. And uh, people in process development here are working on to scale this even like more to have like 200 liters uh, bioreactors that will be able to produce a lot of cells. Yeah. So- and Vertex is a very well-known and um, a company with, you know, kind of a, an excellent track record. So I'm sure they have really, um, you know, strong and robust processes for, for doing this, right? Obviously. And it's great that, um, you know, there's been an intersection, a true intersection with uh, the academic work now brought into the industry. I mean, the fact that Doug Melton left Harvard recently to kind of join this, um, you know, system, I think is, is a real show of strength for his belief in how this will progress and that he really, I think, wants to bring it across the finish line to really um, help those who will benefit from these uh, for this technology. Yeah, and uh, I would say also that there are still a lot of questions that we are pursuing here that are the same questions that some people were pursuing in academia. So I think today industry or at least biotechs are not just a place for you to work in like the same pipeline over and over again. What I'm learning here is that I can use my creativity and I can use, you know, my ideas and pursue my ideas, uh, of course, uh, towards the goal of the, the, um, the company. But I think in the end of the day, in my case, was the same goal that we were having in the Melton Lab, you know, to make a better uh, product or a, a product that is stronger and more um, resilient, that it will survive a long time after transplantation. Yeah, I like how you brought in the whole idea that creativity still is alive and well in industry. So that's really um, important. And I think that's important to share with other young scientists to kind of let them know that you're not just, you know, sitting at the bench pipetting all day, that there is a creative force and that you're invited into that conversation. Yes, 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 totally. And I would say that for uh, Vertex Cell uh, in gene therapy, we have different diseases, not, not only type 1 diabetes. And for type 1 diabetes, we already have like a proof of concept with the, the first patient. But there are other diseases that is still even in preclinical studies. So if you think about preclinical studies that are like mouse studies or like, you know, animal models studies, there is still a lot of questions that we need to answer in these models before even go to the patient. So I think now is the time for, uh, for people that are curious about um, like working in a biotech to come to work, not only on Vertex, but like, you know, different startups. I think the mindset is changing a lot and um, yeah, we, are looking, we are looking for creative people, people that are motivated and that they don't wanna just work in industry to make money, but because they wanna solve big problems. Yeah, that's well said. And, you know, perhaps the whole, you know, publisher parish and, you know, the, I mean, we know that as you become, um, if you go down the track of academia, you become 
saddled with a lot of administrative tasks as a PI. And, you know, that can take away from your sort of creativity. I mean, of course, you are doing a lot of work mentoring students and, you know, pushing them forward and helping them move forward. But it is uh, it is really interesting to hear you say that the mindset has shifted and that it's very um, it's very interesting to be there, but also that you can learn, I think, from these other lines of business, these other lines of inquiry. There's things you can learn for your you know, pet project or, you know, your focus that you're really interested in, you can, you can bring those to bear by interacting with other scientists that are housed right at the site, working on these other very different, you know, disease states and whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. uh, And it's, it's one thing that I'm enjoying a lot is the collaborative space uh, that we have here. Of course, in academia, we, we have some collaborations, but it's like focusing certain projects. And I feel that here, if I have any questions regarding like any things that I'm doing, I could just reach out to someone that is like from another group and we can like have lunch together and like discuss my ideas, their ideas, because we are all based on the same space in the same building. So that's really nice. And another thing that uh, um, I was, uh, surprised that I didn't know uh, here at Vertex we have uh, summer students so yeah. same thing that we used to have at, at Harvard that it was like um, we we will have in our, my group two summer students coming this summer and they are undergrads and they are coming like to learn like research and like you know if you like to mentor you have the opportunity depending where you go to also mentor students and like help them to develop their career that was one of the my main motivations when I was in um in academia so yeah, yeah. so that's also and, very grateful and get them excited about some of the science that's happening there too so maybe they you know decide to pursue it I mean because it's very important to kind of, um, you know, incentivize the best and the brightest to kind of join forces towards understanding, fully understanding the etiology of type one diabetes and, you know, ultimately like heading towards a cure or practical cure. So um, that's really a great sort of, uh, you know, fertile, fertile ground for that to happen. It's nice to highlight that. How many students actually go in there to Vertex? I don't know in total. I know for my group, we will have two. We are like, uh, now we are nine people and then we will have two summer students. So I guess if you are open, like for research, I, I think there are a lot of students that go. I don't know for other areas how it works, but the this program that we are part, I think it's for research. And can a postdoc sort of, or if a graduate student wants to do a postdoc at Vertex, is that also available? Yeah, so there is like another program that it's, I think it's called Vertex Fellow. It's not just for MEGs, but also for PhDs. And this this program, they spend one year mm-hmm. like working here. Nice. Um, and then we will also have, I think, two fellows that are coming in September, to start in September. Uh, so then that's, a, I would say, a more mature or like a more senior position where they will have their own like question and they will develop their project like independently uh, in one year. Nice. So that sounds yeah. great. Yeah. And so, um, you know, uh, I, I done a, I'm going to sh- switch gears a tiny bit now. I mean, I don't know how much you can oh, hold on. Let me let someone in talk about, I mean, the media has been, you know, in a fluster and 
sort of fanning all the flames of the newest you know, the newest um, uh, release um, that the FDA is taking a pause here with the trials. You know, I mean, uh, it seems like uh, they're going to deliver, you know, a written statement back to Vertex in 30 days and let them know what the concerns are. And it seems like hopefully it'll all get worked out. Um, I don't know if you want to comment on that at all. Um, I think what I can say is that this sounds surprising, but it's, a, as I learned, it's a normal thing that happens yeah. in different um, areas too. So for drug development and other trials. So I would say that we don't need to be scared or anything because of the clinical hold. I think it's part of the process. And in my opinion, it's important that people, uh, the FDA in this case is, looking careful uh, on all the things that we are doing here. And that's important because we wanted to make sure that whatever we are delivering to the patients is the best thing that it can happen to them. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, can be, it can be spun as a positive or a negative. I mean, you can just say, you know, you can think about it as, you know, quality control, another level of quality control. It's going to get worked through. So yeah. um, I think it should be a vote of confidence that, you know, this is such a, a uh, high level um, treatment that it's getting that attention and it's uh, all, I, to me, it seems like a positive, right? I mean, maybe it's yeah. a little bit of a stutter, but uh, I think I think ultimately it'll be um, good for all. I just wanted to open it up now to people and um, show your hand if you wanna say something or just put something in the chat if you don't wanna you know, put yourself out there. I'm surprised, oh, okay, good, here. Anna Wagner, can you ask your question? Hi, can you hear me? I'm with my cell phone, so I'm not yes. sure. Okay. Perfect. So I'm, I'm hi, Naira. Thank you for your your talk today, and Monica for inviting me. So I was happy to hear this more academic side of the industry. This makes us uh, feel more comfortable at looking in the industry. So my question is: Do you think that the main goal of your um, uh, research is similar to what you you were doing in the academia and now are doing in the, in the industry. It's not because when we think about industry, you always think about profit, profit. Mm -hmm. So I want to see if it's similar, like that you were trying to do something good instead of just profit. Yeah, um, I would say I I. Basically, keep going with my research that I started in the Melton Lab. So I have different projects that I'm working on, but I'm still working with beta cell stress now in a different context. Let's say what happened with the cells after long time, long time that they the patients received the cells. We don't know. So I'm trying to work in a ways that I can like uh, model this uh, in the lab. Now, of course, there are some projects that are not my favorite projects, but are projects that I need to be taken on. So, for example, scalability. It is more like an engineering kind of thing that it's like how you can work with the forces, shear force, like volume, oxygen diffusion, and like things that are like this. These are important things that also need to be pursued, and maybe an engineer will like more this kind of questions. Now, related to profit, I cannot comment because I have no idea how it works. So I would say my, my job here is still being very focused on research and like same thing that you are using to design your question, test your hypothesis, get your next question and move forward. 
Um, yeah, so maybe like if we have another talk call in one year, I will have a different perspective. But for now, it's where I am at. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. You know, you can ask yourself, what is the incentive for the academic? And that's like, right, tenure, publications, grants. What is the incentive for the company, profits? They each have incentives. But, you know, ultimately, if you want to bring uh, bench science to the clinic, you've you've got to engage with industry because um, they have the they have that capacity. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I, I think so. And another thing that I think it's really nice is that you have the opportunity of grow depending which company you are. So let's say that you start in a scientist level and then if you, if you do a good job is you can be promoted to senior scientists and then principal scientists. And then at some point you have your own group that you are working like in a, like a PI level having your you know, own question and so on and so forth. So I think the, uh, you, we have re- rewards here to being scientists, right. not even thinking about like profit, just like the way that you keep doing science. And maybe, I don't think that this problem or like this beta cell replacement therapy will be solved 100% by the time that I'm like retired. We have so many patients, we have like so many countries. So it's like, you know, there is a work in progress that I think we can just keep making it better. So now we are thinking, we were talking about naked cells, how about devices, different devices. And you know, so there is like so many things that it can be explored that I think there are a lot of like uh, groundbreaking science that we can still do in my yeah. timeline. That's yeah. really well said. And there, it just, you're just kind of like tapping on the fact that there's a lot of room to move. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Caroline May. Hi, Nayara. Hi. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for sharing your career path with us. Um, I have a question about uh, life balance. We know that life balance in academia is a thing and industry is another thing. So how do you describe your new adventure in, okay. in industry? That's yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, that's a good question. And I think for me, it was a little bit different, the, my transition, because uh, before I started in January, we were still working in shifts in the Melton lab because of COVID. So I would say my workload um, was low compared to before I joined in the Melton lab because I was finishing and was shipped before now. But I would say that uh, what I'm learning here is um, I have certain working hours that I work and I, I usually don't work more than my eight hours per day. So for, as one example is, I don't bring my computer home. Maybe some people do, but I leave my computer here. So I come, I arrive like 8.39 and then I work until five and six and then I go home. Then when I go home, I do my things, you know? So I would say that it's important for you to be very organized. Uh, you will see that you have deadlines and you have a lot of meetings that you were not used to. So I think in order to, to have like balance, you need to be organized and just keep doing what you, you learn how to do like in academia. 
Um, and I think you'll be fine. I miss you in adaptation phase. So some days are harder, some days are easier. But I would say that it's it's been really, really good. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing uh, all mm -hmm. this information with us. And good luck. And thank you, Monica, thank you. for having us here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, anyone else? I see Matthias is here. I mean, I guess I would just say um, this will be very interesting to see how it progresses. You know, Viasite is on the West Coast. They are also progressing. Um, they've got a big cash infusion from CERM. And, um, you know, then you've got, um, uh, sorry, I was going to say SEMA. <laughs> you've got Vertex on the East Coast. <laughs> And, um, you know, they both, so I think that kind of lends a nice competition between the two to try to move the ball forward. And, um, you know, I, I think it'll be very interesting to see whether beta cells alone can get the job done. If you need all the components of the islet cells, you know, if that enhances things, um, how can, you know, this be in, implanted and removed combined with other technology? It's really a, an, a fascinating frontier. And we're really excited for um, it to move forward, obviously, as fast as possible. So, yeah. And now it's exciting to have Doug here, too. So, yeah, like, I feel that I left the Melton Lab, but the Melton Lab is with me. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll definitely provide um, excellent uh, steerage. And I think um, um, I, I really am I'm fascinated to see, you know, hopefully the, the FDA will come back quickly and, and things will progress. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Okay. Well, I said bottom of the hour here, or half hour. So, and thank you. I, I thank you so much for your time. It was great. We had a lot of people here and um, I cannot wait to catch up with you. I don't know, in the next six months or so and see where you are and how things are progressing. Yeah, sure. All the best to you, Nayara. Thank you. Have a great Have rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.